This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and I am here on location in Healdsburg in Sonoma, California, and I'm at a very important restaurant here. It's called Dry Creek Kitchen, and it has the backing of a celebrity chef, Charlie Palmer. But what I'm really excited about is uh, meeting the wine director, and you might think it's a man, but it's actually a lovely uh, woman, Courtney Humiston. She's here with me, and we're in their fabulous uh, wine uh, dining room here that people can dine. I'm really excited to have you on the show, Courtney. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Lori. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I thought first, people are always fascinated. I'm sure you get this when you meet people. How did you get into the wine business? Because most of us didn't grow up as little girls dreaming of being sommeliers. So it's sort of a windy road typically to get there. So how did you become a wine director at one of the most prestigious restaurants in California wine country? So it has exactly been a really winding journey to get here. I actually um, was an English major originally. And so, of course, I always worked in restaurants to make a living. And I moved to New York City in 2003 after I graduated from college to be a writer. Um, fiction was my passion, and um, I was working in restaurants there, and I actually had some success as a writer um, in journalism, and I actually ended up writing about wine. So everything kind of came full circle, and I came out to California in 2010 to study wine and to write about wine. And I ended up going to the Culinary Institute of America up in St. Helena. And then I just kept getting pulled deeper and deeper. I worked a couple of harvests in uh, winemaking and viticulture. I did my sommelier exam through the quartermaster sommeliers. And next thing you know, I was up in, in Healdsburg. <laughs> and now I'm back in restaurants as a sommelier. But it's a, it's a really amazing opportunity and a really great restaurant group for sure. Absolutely. And I had the pleasure of dining here the, this other evening. You guys killed us with amazing food, six, seven courses, I'm not sure what it was, but it took me a little while to really go through your wine list, and I was so impressed with the depth of your wine list, and of course, you know, when people think California wine, unfortunately, they always just think Napa, but in fact, Sonoma has so much, and I've been touring and learning so much more. Uh, your list has a really deep uh, collection of wines here from Sonoma because that's where you're based. So tell me a little bit about what you think people don't know about Sonoma wine. And then you have two really interesting wines that I guess we're going to taste uh, and talk about. So what do you think is most interesting about Sonoma wines? And then we'll talk about the first one. Well, thank you for your kind words about the list, and I agree. I think there's so much happening in Sonoma County right now, which is a huge region um, as compared to Napa Valley, which has always really been focused on Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, in Sonoma County, there's a, there's a great diversity of climates and soils and geology from, you know, really steep, steep mountains and volcanic soil to riverbeds to all the way out on the coast with vineyards overlooking the ocean. And so there's an incredible opportunity to grow a great variety of, of grapes here and also to make a really diverse style of wine. So even though Pinot Noir and Chardonnay are still the two dominant grape varieties, there's just an incredible range of styles and a lot of really courageous winemakers who are really pushing the envelope and really experimenting and making, um, you know, really interesting wines that I think are compelling and not just in a sort of California fruit forward way. 
That's great. So our first wine, I think you have two wines here, and I guess I asked you to pick out some wine geeky things that are a little off the beaten path. So what's the first wine we have here on the the left that we're going to taste, and tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, so I selected a couple of wines that I'm actually pouring by the glass right now in the restaurant. Um, the first one is made by Wind Gap, and Pax Mall is the winemaker here, and he kind of came from making more of a typical sort of big fruit-forward style of wines, and then he departed from that, from his label packs, and started Wind Gap as a way of embracing more terroir and nuance and um, opening up the possibility of experimenting with different varieties. So this is his Trousseau Gris. Um, Trousseau Gris uh, is a mutation of Trousseau, which is a red grape, like Pinot Gris is a mutation of, of, of Pinot. And so the skins do get a little bit pinkish when it ripens, but this is um, this is made as a white wine. It's whole cluster pressed and then straight into cement um, eggs, actually, which is something that a lot of California winemakers are experimenting now, particularly with white wines, to sort of enhance um, the minerality in wines and try to get away from kind of this ripe, uh, ripe, fruity characteristic. So this is his 2013 um, Wind Gap Trousseau Gris. Nice, and it, I definitely get the minerality and even some anise or fennel sort of on the nose. Tell me a little bit more about what it is you love about this with your wine list. Um, I love how food-friendly it is. I love how dry and refreshing and crisp and clean it is. I love it with seafood. Um, one of the great things about Sonoma County is our proximity to the coast, so we have the opportunity to work with a lot of a lot of shellfish and seafood um, from the coast, lots of fresh oyster farming going on, you know, less than an hour away from here. And this is incredible with um, all of those sort of ocean, saline, um, salty flavors. High acid um, cork dorks are gonna love this wine because of the food friendly. Um, and is, is that the mineral? There's something very distinctive about the aroma on this that seems different from the normal. Yeah, and I don't, there isn't really a benchmark for Trousseau Gris in California, which makes it kind of interesting. Um, I think part of the minerality comes from the concrete. You know, we'd have to really ask the winemaker about that, but I do think, I do think the concrete eggs help with that minerality. I think picking early. Um, you know, a lot of the winemakers that I'm inspired by, that I buy for the list, are looking to the old world, are looking to winemaking techniques. That are, they're looking for freshness, they're looking for terroir, and I think that this um, wine is a great example of that. I was in Bordeaux in 2009, and they were very happy in harvest in 2009, and I saw a lot of the concrete eggs in Bordeaux, and so it seems that Old World, you know, is definitely in doing that, and I'm sure the winemakers here are traveling there, and gathering lots of ideas. Yeah, it's one of those old world techniques that now is kind of thought of as like a hipster thing. Um, (laughs) But really like so many sort of what we think of as like hipster winemaking techniques like skin fermented whites are really hearkening back to old, old school uh, winemaking, things that were made before it was like stainless steel and, you know, and and de-stemming 100% were really became standard practice. So it's it's just, it's a funny thing because we think of it as sort of like hip and new and up and coming but really these winemakers are looking to ancient winemaking techniques. Great. So next to that on the right, you have another really interesting white. Um, So tell us a little bit about, uh, and and it looks Italian, but I'm thinking it's not. So tell me what we have. 
It looks Italian, it tastes Italian, it is from the Russian River Valley. Um, this is made by Kevin Rogers. His wine brand is called Nico, N-I-C-O. And by day, he manages um, olive trees, actually. So there's a lot of olive trees that were planted in California just for aesthetics. They line the driveways of wineries. They're, you know, they, they look beautiful. And um, a lot of these, these winemakers forgot that uh, they also they need a lot of care. So hit by day, he takes care of these olive trees. And by night, he makes um, Nico. And, and it's a wine brand that's dedicated exclusively to Italian varieties. And this, um, this is the grape, and this is Greco. There's a little bit of Fiano as well, but Greco, as in Greco de Tufo from Campania, um, the DOCG is Greco de Tufo, and um, it's just uh, people are so surprised that this is a California wine because it's just not about fruit. It's minerally, it's earthy, um, it's kind of a full-bodied white wine that does not go through mallow, that sees no new oak. Um, it's just it's really surprising and, and really food friendly. It's delicious, and I love Italian wines, and I think it's really fun. I told you last night at dinner, I had the Barbera mm -hmm. from the same winemaker, and I really enjoyed that quite a bit. So I think it, for consumers, it's so great to taste, uh, you know, an old world variety made in the new world. To, it's something different, but it's still something wonderful. Yeah, and what I'm hearing from a lot of winemakers is they're looking more and more to Italian varieties because so much of our climate it has more in common with Italy than it does with a lot of cooler parts of France where we've tried to make these grapes grow in places that maybe they don't really belong. So I think Italian varieties, um, there's a great opportunity there in California. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, um, but we're going to record. I, is this a red I see here? Yes. Okay. We're going to record a little bonus section. If you're listening to this via podcast or on the Wine Coach mobile app, you're going to be able to hear Courtney talk all about the red wine that she picked out for us. But we'll take a quick break on the sipping point. If folks want to find out more about you, your wine program, and Dry Creek Kitchen, where should they go? Um, CharliePalmer.com and slash Dry Creek Kitchen. All right. Thanks. We'll be right back on the sipping point this is Lori Forrester the wine coach with the sipping point and I hope you've enjoyed the Sonoma County episode of the sipping point and all of the great people I met along the way but you don't have to go to the west coast to have a great glass of wine in a beautiful setting actually can do it right here in Baltimore at the Oregon Grill in picturesque Hunt Valley if you want to have great wine amazing cuisine and impeccable service, give them a call at 410-771-0505 and they're going to hook you up. There are specials every day of the week in the bar, including Tuesdays where it's 25% off all bottles of wine. Uh, also, if you want to wine with me, mark your calendars. Ladies, this Thursday is our Oregon Grill Women's Wine Dinner and we're going to Australia. You can check out all the details at thewinecoach.com slash women and i hope to see you at an event soon you can always keep up with me in one of many many ways if you want to download my free app for iphone and android just go to the winecoach.com app and you can get the links to download it for free right to your smartphone always have clips from the radio show lots of wine videos cooking videos wine suggestions and so much more but also you can connect with me on social media at facebook just type in the wine coach you can see pictures from my trip to sonoma and many other great resources if you love wine i'm on twitter at the wine coach and also instagram at the wine coach um 
I hope that you will go on there, ask me your questions. You can email questions and be on the show at radio at thewinecoach.com. I always get back to you right away. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Sheehy Lexus of Annapolis, The Oregon Grill, and our friends at Wine World.